Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Stop the podcast. Hey guys, Dr. Lewis here, and it seems episode 13 is indeed unlucky. Something happened to our recording of this episode, and Robbie and myself ended up sounding like a couple of chipmunks on helium. Luckily, we do do a backup record on an iPhone. So thanks for your patience with the less than ideal sound for this episode. Okay, let's get on with the show and it's over to Robbie. Thank you once again for those dulcet intro tones, Adam Zwar, and thanks to the US Army Blues TV, TV bit, podcast Big Band Orchestra for getting the blood pumping and filling the podcast dance floor like they do each week. Welcome listeners to lucky episode 13 of the Two Vets Talk Pets Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Robbie Hannon, and I'm joined as I am every week by the person voted the number one vet podcaster in Australia by my mum. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Oh, Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. Thank you very much, Robbie's mum. I really appreciate that. Is, that. is that a real poll there? Real poll. Real poll. Real poll. That's fantastic. Real mate. hurtful so, poll. So, yeah. Real hurtful poll. There's only two <laughs> other polls that are more hurtful than that. One's a Kyber poll landing on your foot. What's a kyber pole? You know what a kyber pole is? Mm-hmm. Kyber poles, like, isn't that what they, um, the, the Scotsman, where they do Up the big... Up the uh, Well, that's where they, you know... Oh, now I'm with you. Yeah, yes, it's, it's right. the, big, the big pole throwing oh, thing. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Right yeah. on your foot, that hurts. What else? Oh, the third pole we won't talk about, <laughs> because it's a PG podcast, mate. <laughs> you don't have to put explicit oh, on that. Oh, I thought so. you were talking about the horns on a bull, the pole on a bull, when it... You know, when it gores you, that would hurt, I guess. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, especially if it's up the kyber with that pole, too. That's how you go. Pam Plomer style. <laughs> we are PG, we better stop. We are PG, yeah, time, time to wind it up. But yeah, yeah, so mum reckons you're great. So yeah, that's, oh, that's really nice. I'd love to meet her one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she'd like to meet you, too. Yeah, and she, oh, she'd nice. listen to you go, gee, what's that, Lewis? He's got some really good stuff about behaviour stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I think I've said, you know, um, a couple of eps ago about the. Um, uh, mum, because she does the the shepherd club stuff. Yes, you know, yes. so she's talking about yep. the uh, how dogs see in colours and things. Um, and she's oh yeah, I love listening to Lewis with all these uh, all the things that he does with the behaviour oh, things. So there really you go, mate. Oh, that's really sweet. Mum approved. Oh, so that's there really you go. Sweet, fantastic. Oh, well, shout out to our number one listener. Well, yeah. Number two listener after my dad. After your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he'll still be listening now too. <laughs> We're inside of 30 seconds, so, you know, he hasn't started tapping his foot yet. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, don't get upset. Upset, Dad, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it'll be all right, Mr. Kirkham. Yeah, this, this one, we'll, we'll uh, make sure we uh, keep uh, it. Uh, Dr. Kirkham, thanks, Robbie. Oh, Dr. Yes, Kirkham. Yes, thanks, Robbie. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's your dad, Dr. Rob? PhD. PhD, yeah. Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Doctor of Philosophy. Doctor, wow. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what was he philosophizing in? Uh, engineering. Yeah. Engineering, pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely engineering. Yeah. Civil yeah, engineer, so yeah. Nice one. There you go. He often would say he's the real doctor in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, the, the fact that he had to do a PhD to get it, you know, yeah, he, he certainly got that over you. Yeah, you know? yeah always will. slide on that. Always yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Dad. Keep yeah. listening. Yeah. All right, let's get on to good stuff. All right. So, um, uh, I've, been, I've been scouring the news. Yes. Scaring the news. Love looks, it when you do this. And I've come up with a couple of pearlers. Fantastic. Right? Love it when you do this. So Robbie's pearlers. What do you got, mate? Robbie's pearlers. What, 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 where are we? What, uh, what sort of uh, esteemed newspaper or website are we on now? ABC News, mate. ABC News. Legit. Legit news. step up from TMZ. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, that, that's just where I go for my night time. You know, the, the, the after 11 information. You know? Right. Mind you, though, listeners will remember, this is an odd an odd numbered podcast. So, you know, there's a good chance that things are going to get a little bit loose <laughs> by the time things are done here. Yeah, you is, know? It is officially 10.30 at night and things do sometimes go a bit off the rails and stuff <laughs> the I've, I've got one button undone Lewis if I need to I'll unbutton more I'll unbutton more if necessary easy target yeah, yeah, was not here yeah, oh, he, you're right you're right still haven't heard from him right yeah. ABC News ABC News so um, cat tattooist Jessica Holmes capitalises on a growing market for moggies in ink 
So she's not tattooing cats, she is tattooing pictures of cats. Oh, for a minute there, oh, yeah, right. There you okay. go. So, so that's a clarification. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd picture the moggy with the full the full sleeve. The full sleeve, yeah, the, yeah, 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 the, um, the, yeah, all the way down the leg. Yeah, the tram right. stamp. Or just, just underneath, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just above the base of the tail yeah. with the fleas like Fle- a bite. Fleas land here. Yes, yes, that's right. Bite me here. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a tramp stamp. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, known as WA's resident tattooist, Jessica Holmes has carved out a niche in the tattoo industry by specialising in immortalising her clients' feline pets in ink. Her detailed portraits of cats have become so popular, Holmes is now fielding requests from across the globe, Whoa. Lewis. Across yeah, the wow. globe. Yeah. Who's, who's where is she flying to uh, to uh, to do these cat tattoos at Madagascar? No, unfortunately, not Madagascar. I was hoping for. Yeah. I was hoping for. But yeah. maybe after this, maybe a Madagascan listener might uh, might send in a uh, a request to um to uh, Jessica Holmes. You or even a snap of their cat photo, cat tattoo that they've had done by Jessica in Madagascar. Wow, my goodness. Um, so uh, she says here, I didn't realise I had potential clients in Brazil. But oh, Brazil, okay, not bad. So that's not all that's right. Enough. Yeah. Um, Welcome to our Brazil listeners. Our Brazilian listeners. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Is, is, is that, that going to work? No, that's all right. That'll work. That'll work. Is this still could be from Brazil. ABC News. ABC News. <laughs> so it's blowing me away. Um, I just thought I was tattooing cats, but no, it turns out people from all over the world really like cats. So, um, it says here that she began specialising in the feline field a little more than two years ago after she bought her first cat, Tolly. But Tolly died last year, two months after undergoing surgery to remove a piece of string she had ingested. Holmes said her job helped her heal. So, I'll turn around here so you can have a look. We'll put these, uh, we'll put the window oh, yeah. on the... Uh, yeah. So, so, so Robbie's showing me some, some amazing uh, ink work that has been done by, by Holmesy. Yeah, yeah. And so this is one cat lover has splashed out on 10 tattoos oh, of yes. furry friends on her leg. We've got a full leg of, of a full Dusty Martin leg of feline friends. Yeah, uh, this wow. one here looks like he's got a little bit of a droopy eye though. Oh, yeah. The, okay. Well, the, it might had to be a cat flu, maybe. It could have had cat flu. Cat yeah, I can't see whether or not there's uh, any, any discharge in the corner of the eye there. Yeah, just how life a viral is. Her- a viral uh, herpes there going on. Yeah. Bit of an <laughs> just to make a diagnosis on the tattoo there. Yeah. Maybe we should actually contact her and see if that cat's okay. That, that we're just, eye. just a little bit worried about whether yeah. that cat could have a, yeah, could have an ulcer. We know a lot of people like Delta disease. Goodrum had the lump on her neck and a doctor yes. rang in. We could be like that. We could be famous because of that. Oh, Save the cat's life. Maybe even Charlie Pickering might pick it up on the weekly. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah, he'd be, well, he'd be, he'd be interviewing you for sure. Oh, there wouldn't be room for two of us, Robbie. You're oh, the you go-to man. You're the go-to man. I'll mention you. You're, oh, thanks, mate. I'll mention thanks, you. Mate. I'll say, I do I'll mention you too a lot. With someone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um yeah, so yeah. people go and getting getting um getting uh yeah, their cat's pictures tattooed on their arm. So here's um here's one of uh, uh of Liberty Loves, um, you know, with a picture of her uh oh, yeah. tortoiseshell cat there, you know, um, on, on her upper arm, arm. On her upper arm on her well, yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah. Yeah, people love their animals, mate. I guess they'll do anything for it. But now here's where I wanted to talk to you, mate, because I do know that you're a uh, a cat owner. So it says here. Oh, oh lucky! Yeah. I thought you were going to say I do know you're a tattoo fiend. Well, well that was going to be the, the next question. So, so it says here that cat men are a rarer breed. According to cat enthusiasts, the male equivalent of, of a crazy cat lady was a cat dad, but their breed was not frequently spotted in the wild. Unfortunately, there's not a lot, but yeah, they're out there. Miss Holmes said, and they're exactly the same as the cat lady, cat ladies, just a bit on the manlier side. Right, but, okay. But uh, Jackson Galaxy style, perhaps. Who's Jackson Galaxy? Jackson, he's, he's the ultimate cat behaviour guy in America. Oh, really? So he's on his own show on uh, on whatever those Foxtel channels are and oh, things right. that people pay for. Yeah, he's, he's, he does some good behaviour stuff. He's not a veteran anything. Okay. But, yeah. um, he's, a, he's a funny looking guy. He's got lots of tattoos, probably a lot of cat tattoos. Oh, I have some cat tattoos. I wonder if Holmes has done a trip to Jackson. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe he'll come here and uh, maybe go, hang on, I heard about this on a podcast. Yeah, that's right. We're going to go and get a cat from the famous yeah. Jessica Holmes. Yeah, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. We yeah. hope. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so apparently these cat gad exists, Lewis. Right. Uh, and so I'm wondering, do you have any tattoos? And if you do, do you have any of Olive, your cat, who was staring at us out of the dark before on the staircase with her big yellow eyes? Uh, no, I have to be honest, mate. Yeah. The only tattoo I've got is, is one that says, Welcome to Walmart. No, I haven't got that, no. <laughs> no, mate, I'm, I'm ink-free. Ink-free? Ink-free. Yeah. I'm at that age group, I think, where tattoos, I think, you know, you're either, you, you've been to jail or... Yes. Or, or you're from the wrong side of the... Or you're a sailor, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about yourself, mate? You inked up? Uh, no. No, no. I'm, I'm clean. I'm clean skin. Yeah, clean, clean skin. skin yeah. I, um, uh, yeah, no, I just, I just don't... I just worry about how they're going to look when I get old and flabbier and, you know, and, and again, it just ain't my cup of tea, if, you know. If, if, if Charlie Pickering happened to, to, to get in touch with us, would you consider a tattoo? Would you consider a Rosie tattoo? That, that, would, be, that would be a step too far enough to say, Charlie, sorry, <laughs> yeah, you've either got to be in it for me, not in it for my... Take tattoo. a step back, mate. That's and right. Take it, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, you've got to have boundaries, Lewis. Oh, good. Cool. So you're we're not the footy show. We've worked that out. <laughs> They still haven't found their boundaries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. So a cat tattooist. Love so it, someone who is, who is just doing some serious ink. That's all they're doing. You know, of, of cats. Yeah, of cats. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're good-looking stuff. So we'll post some of those on the... Uh, on the on the medias, won't we, mate? So Absolutely. I mean, she's all over it. Instagram, so you never know. We might want to pick up some of her followers too. Yeah, yeah. Your tag her in. Yeah, great tag idea, mate. Jeez, you really you're working out to get get I'm some getting traction. Better. Yeah. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. One of um uh, uh Adam um one of our uh, one, one of my clients who uh, it was one of the guys who uh, uh I sort of spoke about initially about um yes. uh, how to do podcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, been helpful. Very helpful. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so um yeah he uh, he. he uh, mentioned us on, on Instagram and you, and you sent me the um, the screenshot of it and I was like Lewis I can't find it how the hell do I find it how do I reply Robbie yeah. you're not a digital native are you mate I mean I do alright but the Instagram and stuff it's, it's, so I'm, I'm getting better I'm yeah. getting better but uh, they say there's, there's only one usually at our age group it's either, it's either the, the husband or the wife one of them does does the social media and the other one doesn't. So yeah. Christina, she and, oh, she she's been stumbling through um Instagram too. Right, so okay. yeah, yeah. so you're both not really on it, mate. No, I mean I I I know how to post stuff because I, I started posting stuff for um for our clinic for yeah. the Waverley Animal Hospital. Yes. But um oh, great the, okay, like, I just slipped that yeah, in there, yeah, you know, just it, slide it in. That's really nice. Isn't it? Yeah. Waverley Animal Hospital. Waverley Animal Take Hospital. Take there, so Robbie. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm there most days. I usually don't leave. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so so I, I, I was posting stuff, but then replying to things and how to find stuff, and I'm like, I got no idea. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, mate. For those people who are born with it, isn't it? Oh yeah, anyway, yeah. Look, my week's been been awesome. Thanks for asking. Yes. So um, <laughs> <laughs> lots of see lots of. Uh, Birds. We had bird week at the Hadley Group. So Fantastic. had a few birds, but we had a barn owl. A barn owl. Nice. Yeah, beautiful, massive sort of. Oh, they're just gorgeous looking things. Yeah. Um, Google them. They're beautiful looking things, and it, it was really, really hungry. I think. Right. It was been found in the warehouses uh, around Port Melbourne. Some of the warehouses, and hadn't been eating for a while. Really quite healthy. Nothing really wrong with it. Yeah. Um, and um, how did it go eating a green tree frog? Well, yeah. <laughs> But I must say, when the, when the carer came to pick it up, she yeah. goes, oh, poor thing, it's really hungry. She goes, did you know that mice are $2 a mice at the moment? I was like, oh, all right, okay, thanks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. no, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. I fill up with petrol every day and I didn't know the price of mice. Mice, no. <laughs> So anyway, so the barn owl went off to the carer. We had a lorikeet in. Yeah. You know, get those quite a bit. You know, that, that went okay. Went off to the carer. Yeah. Got a swan. A swan. Got a swan come in. Wow. Yeah, From Elsie Park Lake. Well, I, well, I assume so. Yeah, right? yeah, right. I, you know, we, we just get them brought in. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't, uh, I think it was brought in by the, by the uh, one of the rangers. Did you so sit it in some water and see whether its head turned north or south to see which direction <laughs> it came from? Or does that only work for... Well, Richmond well, it's interesting thing. So it was a black swan. We're yeah. having a chat about you know black swans. Oh yeah, and one of the vets of the clinic, um, Vincent's gone. 
they're only white swans in England. And I thought, really? That's true. When you're in England, if you go in the waterways, there's only ever white swans. So I looked up on Google. Yeah. And there are only white swans. There are some black swans, but they're only native to Australia. Really? And they don't want the black swans in, in the UK because right. they're more aggressive. Right. And they take over the, the, um, the white swans. Gee whiz. So that's why when you go to the UK, there's something like, I think they were saying there's something like only 45 black swans in the whole of London. Wow. And they're trying to eradicate them. That doesn't sound very progressive, does it? No. You, well, oh, it's right. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, there's quite a racial undertone. Oh, my oh, goodness. What's going yes, on there? That's right. I know. But, we're, but Australia, we're full of the black swans, aren't we? Black swans. Yeah. Do yeah. you see white swans yet? Have you seen a white swan? Uh, it works. Sometimes. Oh, not at work. But just out and about, mate. Yeah, about on your job. You run a long way. You must come across some swans. Oh, you come Swans. I, I'm usually running down around the beach, so it's usually watch just seagulls. Yeah. You know, so just trying to dodge those things and make sure they don't line me up because, I, you know, I've seen them try and do that. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw a white swan. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, and the other thing we, we talked about... Did, did the swan just crap everywhere? Oh, it made a mess, mate. It made a massive mess. At the yeah. time we had someone bringing a swan, my goodness, the amount of feces oh, yeah. that that bird yeah. produces yeah. was... Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable. no, it was everywhere. It was made, made a real big mess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so here we sent that off to, to Kira well, so it all, all, all sort of went well. I'm having a chat to the same one of the other vets, and we're talking about oh, magpies. Magpies, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, uh, you know them very well. Magpies. The pie supporter. And she was saying, she's from uh, Canada. Yeah. She was saying that in Canada, when a magpie dies, they have a magpie funeral. Really? Sweet. Oh my goodness. So they put dead magpie in your backyard and all the magpies come around and dance around it. Wow. She said they did an experiment. She's a, she did a, what is it, um, some sort of behavioural biology degree or something. Yeah. And they got these, these pretend magpies and they put them out in the yard and all the magpies flew in from around there and, and made this dance around this, wow. this stuffed magpie. But I don't think we do it over here. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Australian magpies are that, no. uh, you know... No, not that sensitive. Not that sensitive. Supporter. Yeah, no. they, they know that the soul's gone, it's fine, yeah. Yeah, move on, yeah. Yeah. it's okay. You don't have a funeral every time you lose a game, do you, mate? Uh, <laughs> not, not every time. Just internalise it. I just, 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 try, just weld it up inside and I just try and remember back to 2010. Oh, right, right. 2010. Oh, yeah. Living in the days. Yeah, the halcyon yeah. days. Yeah, the halcyon days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so I, I found something else in the news as well. Oh, love um, it. So, so this time we're... Um, uh, this is where we're, we're now talking at officer.com. Oh, yeah? Officer, yeah, yeah. I haven't so heard, I heard, I heard, oh, no, not, not officer as in, you know, officer near Packard, and this is officer as in American police officers. This is their... Oh, right, their, the their police bulletin. Yeah, pull, oh, pull, yeah. yeah, like so, crime watch. Or? So, so I heard about this on, um, on Triple R Breakfast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That um, North Carolina's sheriff's office deploys Deputy Cat. Deputy Peanut, Deputy Cat. Deputy Cat. So Deputy Peanut serves as the morale enforcer providing support therapy for the Moore County Sheriff's Office's dedicated, hard-working staff. Did he used to be a burglar? A cat burglar. burglar. They reformed him. They reformed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I've just had a look. This, um, so, so literally, I, you know, this is where I probably should have um, read the article better. Um, so I heard about this on the news, um, you know, literally, you know, a week ago, yeah. two weeks ago, yes. tops. Right. Now, this article is from October 26, 2017. <laughs> so there we go. Fresh off the press. Fresh huh? off the press. If, if the listeners want anything that's happening in the latest news. Just listening to Robbie's Robbie's newsfeed. If, if if you hold your ears really close to your speakers at the moment, you'll hear the you'll hear the thud 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 of my finger being on the pulse of what's going on in animal news on officer.com. Um so uh yeah, Deputy Peanut is the Moore County Sheriff's Office Animal Service. Hang on, let, let me try that one in English. Um, uh, Deputy Peanut is the Moore County Sheriff's Office Animal Services Shelter Cat. Oof. Far out. They Put really that on a name badge, eh? I should have shortened that up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where are we? Yeah, your, your dad would have been all over that, so <laughs> that could have been much more succinct. Um, so like all Moore County Sheriff's Office personnel, Deputy Peanut works hard for the citizens of Moore County. 
Deputy Peanut's expertise is companionship. Now, this is where things get interesting, and I don't know whether or not they, well, this might be a little bit dodgy, whether they don't. He is paired up with Moore County Sheriff's Office Animal Service visitors for dog and cat compatibility and serves as a foster dad for troubled kittens. So, by the sounds of it, what they're doing with this cat is they're using him as a way, like, so A, he's there helping with the morale. So, with the, you know, like with vet clinics having clinic cats, where you just have cats cruising yeah, around, you know. Yes. Um, uh, it sounds like they're using him as a, a, a way of seeing how the some of the shelter animals, whether or not, you know, they get along well with other animals. It's like, what? At a, at, a, at a police station? Oh, well, I think it's like, well, that must be like, you know, the, the like, it must have like the county sheriff and the, the animal services like within one. On the one building, building or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just picturing, you know, the axe murderer that's a little bit upset. Oh, let's put peanut in with him and just... Just see if we can calm him down. He's, he goes, let Peanut. He goes, you're right. I did it all. Oh, he says, I hear him. I hear the purring. I can't lie to you when you're purring. Yes, I did it. I did it I all. Did and all the bodies are. Yes, is that what we say? <laughs> maybe, maybe it might be that. You know, yeah. I thought it was just the animals. I didn't realise it was actually going to be. You know, they're going to say playing good cat and bad cat. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe there's good cat and bad cat. Yeah, yeah. So you think there's cashew and there's peanut? Oh, One yes. good cat, bad cat. Cashew goes in and scratches their leg now and comes in. Rubs their leg. Rubs their leg. You go, oh, yeah. Oh, you're not playing good cat, bad cat at me, are you? Yeah. <laughs> that old nugget. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, so, uh, so they're talking about, you know, we can't discount Deputy Peanut's many contributions, said Sheriff Neil Godfrey. Deputy Peanut serves as a litmus test, ensuring the compatibility of adoptable animals. He is well cared for, loved by all, and serves a key role for the Moore County Sheriff's Office Animal Services. So they deputised little Peanut. But what I think they really missed out on here, and this is the greatest crime of all, is they could have quite... So they when they're um, uh, trying to rehouse these animals and things, so they're saying that they are um, Deputy Peanut approved. Surely they could have come away with... It's had a cat scan. Oh, I'm sure, they could have come up with having a cat scan. That, that would have worked. Been, that would have been gold, mate. Would have been gold. gold. Would have been gold. Yeah. We're going to talk about cat scans later on. Anyway, right. so um, so disclaim the time, and then we kick on with uh with, with yeah. some some hard hard hitting veterinary medicine and science. Disclaimer: all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up to date information, but as vet- veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or need any clarification. Right, mate. Now, what have, what's been blowing down your neck of the woods this week? Now, I had a client come in this week. Yes, a doggy daycare. Right, and uh, and at doggy daycare, they noticed that the dog had some lumps. It was a young dog, young puppy. Uh, I forget what sort of breed, and yep. some lumps around its muzzle. Right. And uh, and the do- the daycare centre said, "Oh, it looks like warts." Right. Okay. So obviously came into came into the uh, to the vet clinic, you know, just to check, you know, what's going on. Yeah. So warts essentially, um, you know, they're caused by the as you know the papilloma 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 virus. Um, and you can get warts in young dogs, you can get warts in old dogs. Um, this obviously was a young dog. Yeah. Um, so is it ju- juvenile papillomas, I think it's called, or something? Juvenile like papillomatosis. Right, there you go. Thank you very much for reading. <laughs> so I had all this dog, and, and she was really, you know, the, the doggy daycare is concerned because it is contagious. Absolutely. Yeah, in, in doggy daycare, a lot of dogs are mouthing each other yeah. and playing with each other, and that's often how it spread. It was probably. To be honest, another dog, a doggy right. daycare that's given it to this Absolutely, dog. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we're sort of talking about some options that, that we had available. And I was thinking, you know, there is a medication that I've heard of that, that does sort of help. Okay. A long time you know, ago, the, you know, I said, oh, look, oh, there, is, there might be medication that helps. And so I went off and, and I had a chat to the other vets and they couldn't remember. And I remembered it was as a thigh prone. Right, yep. And, uh, and so, you know, I looked it up in the notes and it's, you know, and, and normally warts will go away, what, two to three weeks, you reckon, yeah, you know, yeah. in a young dog. So I looked up the notes as I thought, yep, yep, works well, yep. She'll be gone in about 21 days. Right. If you go on the medication, they'll be gone in 21 days. Yep. If you don't have the medication, they'll be gone in two or three weeks. Checklist. So, so I went and told the owner that. They will quite happy to know not have to pay yeah. for the medication. Yeah. But the, the warts will go away. Yeah, yeah. For two to three weeks. So but essentially, yeah, in young dogs, the warts, they're contagious. Yeah. Um, you do need to keep them away from, from other dogs. From other dogs. Yeah. yeah, you're just going to keep spreading it. Yeah, exactly. So, so she, so that dog was sort of, I guess, banned from from doggy daycare until till those warts. Oh, 
quarantine. Yeah, and we don't normally remove them, do we, in the underdogs? We, we sort of just say, look, you know, maybe I've seen some with some really huge ones on the tongue. Mm, yeah. Where it's really bothering the dog, and we'll say, all right, we'll, you know, give it a quick, uh, like a light, uh, give it sedation or anaesthetic, and we'll just nick, nick that off, you know, yeah. um, and, 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 you know, save the dog from being bothered by it so yeah. badly. Um, but then in older dogs, they can get warts too. You know, yeah. Often, you know, I guess you know, poodles are ones that seem to get a lot of warts. I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if it's immune system related, but a lot of older dogs start to get lumps and bumps and a lot of them can be warts. Yeah. And look, generally we won't touch them, will we? No, no. Uh, I think um, a lot of the, you know, the, the, the warty, the warty growths that the old dogs get, they're like, you know, just benign skin growths. So I don't think they're actually papillomavirus. Oh, okay. Ones, I think they were, I mean, well, you call it warts because they look like warts yes. and they, they don't cause any problems. But it's, I mean, sometimes the dogs will chew at them, yes. you know, or if they're getting big and sometimes you get like that little core of stuff that, you know, that comes out and then it can get infected. Um, you know, I remove them if they're, um, if they're causing the dog's issues, but otherwise they're, they're just cosmetic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You just leave them alone, don't you? Yeah. you know, I can remember, you know, one stage, you know, a, um, a client with a white dog that, that wanted me to remove 20 warts on the dog. Oh, and it's yeah. like, you know, the, the, the dog was going to be a patchwork quilt by the end of it with all the, you know, all these things. And I really have to say, look, it's not, not really something we do. Yeah. And we don't tend to burn them off either, I suppose, the other thing. We don't, you know, I guess when I first graduated, I worked with a vet that, you know, just tended just to cauterise them off and, yeah. you know, without any sort of, you know, pain relief and that's really painful and oh, so yeah. we just don't do that these days no. but to see if you've got to take them off you know any off because they're bothering the dog bleeding yeah. ulcerated um then yeah we certainly will give an anesthetic won't we and you know some pain relief as well because that's oh, the right thing to do and you know exactly yeah, yeah um, it's the main thing to do and and, like, and, and the do- dogs can get dozens and dozens and dozens of them you know and i always say to owners like it's, it's Quite often, like, you know, it's around that sort of, it seems to be that six to eight year mark where they come up with their first one. You know, what is it? Oh, yeah, it looks like it's a little warty one, you know. Um, you know, you always stick a needle in it, you know, because I would, you know, especially when it's the first one that come up, Spot you know, you on, check and make sure that it isn't something else. Yeah, yeah, you know? a nasty one. Yeah. Um, yep, so yeah, that we talked about that in the previous pod, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, that dog we were talking about that had that little warty lump that was on the on the inside of the head. The Marcel Tumor. Marcel Tumor, yes. Right. So um, that dog, because of when we were talking about that, so this is us making a difference, Lewis, you know, they actually, um, the owners then went and started making a lump map so that then they could um, work out where all the lumps were. So they came in with their lump map. We found another mast cell tumour, oh, right? And we found a few other little warty ones, stuck needles in them, couldn't, couldn't get any cells out of those ones. So we clipped up the, as we're clipping up the surgery for that mast cell tumour, um, there was another little warty lump just oh, in front of it. Yes. It's just there in front of where it's clipped up. We'll cut that out. Yes. That little wart was a grade one Marcel tumor. Wow. Right? It, for all love nor money, Lewis, looked like just a little skin taggy little warty thing. So it made me start thinking, right, well, all these other lumps that we've been sticking needles in that we haven't got anything out of, we go, oh, mate, it's probably just a little wart. Maybe that they could be oh, little mast cells wow. because you know even that little one on the top of the head, like it was literally three little mast cells that came out of that. I was just lucky to get the little. Well, little well not um, not all heroes wear capes, mate. That day, it's sometimes they lumps. just stick needles in little lumps too, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, I'll yeah. take the wind where I can get them. Um, um, but what what I say to people? So when you find the the one one, they go, "Oh, can you take it off?" I go, well, you, you can, but you know. It's not causing your dog any problems, you know. Um, if you had your dog under an anaesthetic for something else and yeah. you wanted to lop it off, yeah, for sure. Um, but once they start getting more, like I say to say owners, you know, so you, when we clip this one up, we're probably going to find another four, you know. Yeah, it's so and, true that when you clip, you find more. Yeah. And you clip a bit more and you find more again. Find a bit more again, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes a little, uh, you know, little, little microphone little boom. microphone boom, boom away. <laughs> All right. Um, Poor, poor Lewis, everybody. He's, he's been struggling with his, oh. uh, with his little uh, little cover thing my on his pop, microphone. My pop, uh, pop shield has just shield. slipped down and it's really just giving me grief a whole it, night. It just, it just sagged it just down like, like a sad enough. little flower. I, I think I've nearly had enough of this boom. <laughs> it's really giving me grief. Oh. Anyway, um, so yeah, so, um, so yeah uh, warts, remove them if they're causing problems. Otherwise, you know... 
Yeah, well, well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, in the younger dogs, uh, they are contagious. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, make sure you yeah, don't hang out with other dogs if you if you find any on you. Often on the snout and muzzle and tongue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really sort of good sort of case. Pretty but, funky, you know. And there's um, you have a look in the textbooks and you see the ones of like uh, the dogs that have just got horrendous. Yeah, like a big cauliflower. Oh, oh my there. goodness! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a nut. Yeah, cauliflower yeah. with palm trees on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, what do you got, mate? You got for us? So, I thought what I would do is I'd sort of um, talk about imaging, talk about, yeah. um, you know, sort of run through with people about uh, uh, yeah, the four, four main things of, um, of imaging that we use in, in uh, you know, veterinary medicine yeah. and surgery and sort of talk about you know, what they are, how they work, and, and what aspects of that that, that use them for. Yeah. Because, um, Sometimes people, you know, you, you know the terms because we do the same tests as what, you know, as what humans do, but not knowing exactly the way it works, you know, and the differences between them. So I was going to talk about x-rays, ultrasound, um, uh, CT scans or, or computer topography, um, and MRI or magnetic resonance imaging. So um, what they all are and what they allow us to do is to be able to look at um, structures within the body through the through the skin, you'll be able to get an idea of what's actually going on inside. So, um, X-rays are the traditional one. They've been around since you know um, you know black and white days. You know of um, and basically just works of um, uh, you have a um, an X-ray emitting machine that pumps out a bucket load of X-rays. They pass through the uh, whatever it is you're taking the X-ray of, yeah. dog, cat, whatever, um, and then it's it hits a little screen, and what happens is those X-rays when they hit the screen, then gets turned into an image, either through you know these days we have the wonders of digital uh, digital X-rays, no more dunking, oh, uh, dipping, dipping X-rays, dipping yeah, X-rays, like, you know, like the old photos in the old days, yeah, exactly. Oh, back at back at uni, back when um you know uh, <coughs> when you're on radiology, um you know the, the Radiation vacation, you know. Uh, um, if, any, if any of the vet students are listening, don't tell Margie Milne about um, that, that I've called it the radiation vacation. She'll, she'll come at me. Well, I went through uni with Margie. She'll, right. she'll, she'll send me a terse message. Now, Margie, Margie's great. Kathy Beck's still there? She's I think still Kathy's Beck's still there. there. Yeah, yeah. And Dale, I think Dale, Dale Tyrrell's there really? as well. Really? Yeah, wow, yeah really? I, think, I think they're the three, um, oh, the three heavy hitters now. Friends of the podcast. Friends of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah we're so many friends. Oh, no, we're really reckon that. We're reckoning up the friends. We, we need, need a chart. Well, yeah, chart or a leaderboard. A leaderboard. Yeah, who's, who's, the top of, who's the top of the... Top of the uh, the friends of the podcast. Top of the friends boards. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. right. Who's giving us the most shout outs? Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. 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 Get on it, everybody. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, you can go to x-rays. So, x-rays. So, x-rays um, are bones, aren't they? So, well... Mate, well... Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I, I always say to clients that x-rays are black and white and every shade of grey in between, you know? And so what you're trying to work out is through those subtleties of different shades of grey and white and things like that, is to get an idea of what the structures look like. So, um, um, uh, if the X-rays don't pass through, uh, if the X-rays don't get stopped, anything go through the subject, then it hits the um, hits the film and it shows up as black. Yeah. So, so black is air. Black is nothing. Yeah. There's not. There's nothing there. Yeah. Um, uh, if it hits something that's really hard or that where the the um, the atoms are really close together, or dense, dense, dense. Stuff, yeah. yeah then it stops a lot of the x-ray beams and they show up as white. Yeah, so, so like bones. Bones, bones metal, things yeah. like that. So um, so when we're looking at an x-ray of an animal, um, you usually got all the black stuff around, which is the um, uh, which is the uh, the air around, around there, and then you've got the whites of the bones, and then literally every other shade of grey as you're going from, you know, you can see a little bit of heart here, the lungs are full of air, so they're often blacker. Um, you know, the intestines are all sort of, you know, you can often see them squiggling around mm, and so yes. um x-rays are, are, are excellent for bone for being able to tell you know uh density looking for fractures looking for invasions of things um soft tissue good for looking for general big lumps but it's often hard trying to get major detail lungs it's a little bit better for, like, for being able to pick up pneumonias and things like that or yeah, in or something yeah, yeah because yeah. it's full of um the, the lungs are supposed to otherwise be full of air so if they're full of something else then they show up really well um so x-rays most vet clinics have got x-rays and so most of you um the vets that you'll go and see will be 
able to do an x-ray for you. If, if not then and there, certainly admit your dog and be able, or dog or cat, or be able to do the x-rays on site. Within and the be, day, yeah. Yeah, like and be able to interpret them as yep. well. So yes. um, so that's something that we sort of do a lot of um, in, uh, in general practice. Um, Ultrasounds, um, ultrasounds are a little bit different. What ultrasounds, the way they work is they, um, you've got the little, the little probe um, that sends out a sound wave. The sound wave goes into the tissue, it bounces off the tissue and then it comes back and then the transducer takes that information and then turns it into an image, which you, when you think about it, is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, you know, right. like that, that's some pretty impressive stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's the differences between the, the way that that sound wave penetrates the tissue that is able to tell you what tissue is in there deeper within the animal. So um, ultrasound is really good for being able to look at the different um, tissue structures within the, within the abdomen. Check out your liver, your spleen, your kidneys, look at your adrenal glands, blood vessels, all that sort of fun stuff. Really good for looking at hearts too, not as good for things that are full of gas. So if you've got, so your lungs, it's not that good. Yeah. If you've got a whole lot of gas in your large intestine, not that good because it's just, uh, the, the sound waves just get reflected by it. Um, but ultrasounds can be really good for being able to pick up, you know, small masses, you know, strange little things, you know, for being able to pick up, you know, change or enlargements in adrenal glands. Like I've been using ultrasounds a lot lately for picking up um, thickness in, um, in cat's intestines. You know, yeah, going looking yes. for diseases for um, uh, chronic vomiting and diarrhea, you know, trying to work out, right, you know, could they have cancer? Could they have inflammatory bowel right. disease? Could they have something else going on? So, um, so ultrasounds are really, really powerful um, things, but they're also really expensive, and so not all clinics have them. So sometimes uh, clinics will have them, or sometimes they'll get someone in or refer you off to a specialist for an ultrasound, yeah, for a, a specialist or referral ultrasound. I remember when um, yeah, ultrasounds, uh, we used to do a lot of ultrasounds on... Uh on breeders' dogs, you know, yes. is it pregnant? You know, so yeah, yeah. About, I think it's about twenty-one. Is it twenty-one days, something like that? You twenty-one can, days, you should be able to see something. Twenty-eight days, you can should definitely. Yeah, be able to we see can something. we can ultrasound and tell if if a dog we're doing dogs are pregnant. Yeah. Um and uh, and we just got a colour Doppler ultrasound. Oh, yes. So, so you know, beautiful. So basically, what a Doppler ultrasound does is it it, it measures blood flow. Correct. So yep. it'll show one colour for blood that's flowing away from the probe. And a different colour on the screen for blood that's like flowing towards the probe. Yeah. So yeah. you see these, you know, different colours up on the screen, and, and so you know we got this new colour Doppler machine came in. Where are uh, you know uh, the breeders come in, brought the dog in to scan it. You know, oh, what you know, what's you know, what's how many how many pups are we going to get? That sort of thing. Yeah. You're scanning away with with the and and you know um, with, with the ultrasound, and the breeder goes. So you've got your new colour colour Doppler ultrasound there. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's great for the blood vessels. Um, what colour are the pups going to be? Want them to yeah, be. That's right. We'll freeze it and then we'll go and we'll paint them on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the screen. <laughs> liquid paper. Yeah. Coloured liquid paper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. So yeah, ultrasound, so you got ultrasound in your clinic? Yeah, yes, we we we've just um just got ourselves a new ultrasound and it's um it's 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 amazing. You know, I've like been able to like we just had a um, our old machine that's been there for 15 years or something, which got the job done for us, but now we've got a new one and it's like um as like, you remember on the old VCRs where you where you adjust the tracking and you could actually then see the picture. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, man. right. It's yeah. stunning. You know, like looking at it, you go, oh, that is actually an adrenal gland. Yeah, that, they, right. that, that, they are actually actually lymph nodes. Yeah. It, it's terrific. You know, like it was um it was always like, and uh, like I've been in a few clinics that have had ultrasounds, and so I've only got good at them from just you know um, mucking around and doing them for for years. But then once you've actually got a good machine, it's like, oh crikey, hang on, yeah, this is this, this, this yeah. is great, yeah, yeah. definitely, yep. So, okay. so, so ultrasounds really good for being able to tell different tissue densities, looking for lumps, looking for changes in in normal structure that you don't get on an X-ray. Um, so then you get to CT scanning. So, um, so uh, which is basically like I always describe to people as like a three D X-ray. So what happens is um, you know, the, the animal CT machines are basically the same CT machines as what you use for humans. You know, um, uh, you, you go into the big, the big long tube, you get x-rays shot at you from lots of different directions. Um, those images then get compiled into the computer and then you can look at slices of the, um, uh, of the image of the, uh, of the subject that you've taken the x-ray of. And, and CT scanning is, 
fantastic, you know, like it is so um, sensitive for being able to pick up um, lumps in the chest, for being able to check, you know, um, a, a, a progression of, of cancers you know, yeah. when you're thinking about trying to do um, uh, cancer surgeries, work out, right, well, where's the, where's the cancer spreading, where do I have to cut, you know, cut from, um, you know, being able to pick up, you know, uh, odd, odd blood vessels and liver issues and things like oh, that. Amazing, aren't they? Yeah, oh, they're amazing, they? It's fantastic. Just, yeah. just stunning, but, um, but obviously... They ain't cheap, you know. They are very, very expensive. I think I think some of the um, you know uh, initial uh, uh, specialist centres that had CT scanners and things. I think they got like secondhand um, human ones, but now they're they're all upgrading and getting their own new ones because they've been using them for for ten years or so, and they and those old ones had limitations but now you know like some of the 3d rendering and stuff that they can do through with ct scans are just amazing mind, mind blowing right. mind blowing and it's um, all specialist now isn't it so we don't have them at a gp clinic i mean you wouldn't have one at Wave no, 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 no. hospital no no no, no, no. the only cat scans we do is yeah we just i just bring melvin in and just running them over yeah. something yeah Mm, yeah, no, no, Melvin doesn't know what's going on either. So, uh, um, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's mainly the specialists. I think there's um there, there's there's it's always there for some of the bigger places to think, oh, maybe we could get a CT scan, but it's just you got to use it. You've so got to expensive. Use it to, They're so expensive, mate. And, yeah. and to you know, to charge, you know, there's several thousand dollars to charge for a CT scan. You know, and and. Yeah. and for the average uh, person who comes in, X-rays are a lot more affordable. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and a CT is only really specialised when we're really getting stumped. Yeah, yeah. We've got to send you on to a specialist to have that have that, that sort of scan done. So, yeah. and, and that's the thing. You know, it, it, it got, oh, I'm actually going to run through that a little bit about um, the the you know why did why did veterinary procedures for these things cost more than humans? Um, so we'll get to that in a sec. So MRI is then the last one. So MRI where um, so it stands for magnetic resonance imaging. So it works similarly to a CT scan, but instead of using x-rays, it's using magnetic resonance. So what it does is you get bombarded with all these um, uh, you know, magnetic fields. And again, it's the way that, the, um, that those fields are, are reflected and bounced off the tissue that then gets ta taken up by the computer and turned into an image. So um, CT scanning, really, really good for bones, and it, and it has better applications for um, for soft tissue than what x-rays do, because you've got that 3D nature of it where you can get the slices, but MRI is, is where it's at for soft tissue, you know? Brain scanning, spinal scanning, you know, the, 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 the tissue differences that they can get with an MRI is just amazing, but, Oh my goodness, is it expensive? Yes, yes very. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, as far as I know, I think there's, we've only got two um, uh, vet, dedicated veterinary MRIs here in Melbourne. We've got one out at the vet school and um, one at the specialist centre out in um, uh, out in Mount Waverley. Right. Waverley. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's there's quite a few CT scanners around at all the all the specialist places, but yeah, there's only a couple of uh, a couple of the MRIs. But um, you know, yeah, again, for what they do. Absolutely fantastic, and the information you can get from them is is just spectacular. You know, um, I had a dog recently that um, had um, uh, fall in pain. You know, um, mm -hmm. so I did my plain X rays, nothing on there. You yes. know, um, and then that got me really worried because this dog was really really lame. Oh, you know, if you've got a dog yeah. that's really lame and it doesn't have something obvious on an X ray, then that's when you start to get that's concerned. Frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and because it's generally not something that's good. Then you know, it's either something up in the neck, your know, bulging disc, or something like that, um, or or something around a nerve that's not going to show yeah. up on on X ray. So, um, so this dog went off and um, and had a an MRI, and because um, you were worried that it had a had a um, uh, like a nerve root tumor up in its arm. Right. Um, went off for it and had the MRI, didn't have the nerve root tumor, which was good. But what they found was they, they could find these this tiny little area of bulging disc um, right. in its neck. And oh, yeah. so that was the reason why this dog had the neck pain. Now, you wouldn't have seen that on, obviously you can't see it on plain x-rays. Um, on CT scan, you would have had to have done a, a myelogram, yeah, which, so is, which is fine, you yeah. know, that, that'll get the job done too. You would have had to inject some special dye into the spinal cord, wouldn't yeah, you, to see, yeah. to see that bulge, yes. But to see this bulge on the MRI was oh, just, was just spectacular to get it. Yeah, yeah wow. So, um, so yeah, that's, a, I guess, a bit, of a, a bit of a quick synopsis for people on far as what different 
different um, uh, you know, the different imaging modalities are. But then you know, people go, oh, why does it cost so much? Why does it cost so much? You know, like when I had to get an MRI done of my of my wrist, um, and um, uh, my physio said, oh, look, sorry, you, you know, you're gonna have to go and get an MRI. I go, okay, no, that's cool. That's, it's gonna be expensive. Well, okay, no problems at all. It's gonna be like five hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone, dude. Okay, what? Yeah, you know, not not for nothing, yeah. but you know that's fine. Yeah, five hundred is a lot of money, but yeah, not what not what we have to charge. Not not what we yeah yeah. Or we expect as expensive, I guess. Yeah, yeah yeah. Um, and so people get you know sometimes a bit funny with how much the imaging costs with in veterinary medicine. Uh, the reason is is that it's just not used as much as what um the the human stuff is. You know, so when I went and got my MRI, I had to make an appointment three weeks in advance to use the MRI because it was booked up between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. every single other day up until when I could get mine done. So did you just go down to Werribee or that one up Mount Wade? Yeah, 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 just, yeah. just snuck in the back door at the spec center and, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. There's something wrong with my, with, my, with my cat. Yeah, yeah, um, just jump out there and you know, quickly fling the I'll just hold his hand in. I'll, I'll hold his poor with my wrist. Oh, have you ever had an MRI? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, what did you have to get MRI? Ah, uh, shoulder. I had, two, I had two, I think, two or three on my oh, shoulder. Yeah. How hard is it trying to stay still? Oh, it's horrible, yeah. Yeah, just try not to breathe so deeply. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, try not to pant quite so much. Yeah, that's okay, right. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. A little bit of movement there, but you just lie a bit still. Oh, really? I didn't move anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing with the shoulder is it's right on your chest where yes. you are. You can't not breathe. No. Yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. And, and the noise of it is a noise. It was insane. Yeah. And, it, and it's so much tighter than a, C, than a CT scanner, too. Like, it is It is seriously tight in there. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so that's, I, I think, the reason why it costs so much because, um, you know, yeah, they are human grade machines, but because they're not getting used as much, unfortunately, you know, it's a it's a cost thing that, you know, in order to pay for the device, you know, to, to be able to use that modality, then there has to be um you have to you have to pay for and it. And I so, guess there's some Medicare issues as well there, you know, you probably get some, oh, there'd be, some there'd subsidy be, from the, the government for an excellent point too. For an MRI. Yeah. yeah. You won't with with doing it for an hour. Oh, there'll be some sort of, yeah, you're, you're just going to be paying the gap, you yeah, know, whereas, yeah. um, you know, uh, but then that's, again, part of the reason why pet insurance can work well, you know, yeah. like, um, we had a, um, a, a dog recently that was seizuring that, um, yeah, he went off and had a, um, had an MRI because, yeah, older dog started seizuring, so chances are it probably wasn't going to be uh, epilepsy. Um, so yeah, went and had the CT scan. Uh, sorry, the MRI done, and yeah, he had a um, a, a brain tumor oh, that, that they could see. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but but be, with having that modality, we could we could see it. But the dog was insured, so it meant that that. Yeah, two thousand, two and a half thousand dollar procedure was subsidised really heavily by the um, by the uh, the uh, insurance. Insurance, insurance yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So there you go, guys. X rays, ultrasound, CT, and MRI. If you've got any other questions or I haven't, uh, you know, sort of been a little uh, obtuse with something, then um, hit us up, send us a message, and I shall, uh, you know. Try and deobtusify. Yeah, no, I think you've covered it really well, mate. That's that's a really good good coverage of all the main sort of things that we're looking at, and then the main sort of uh, imaging that we do do in the clinic. Yeah, I, I reckon uh, you you've done a good job there. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how, how are we going for time? Are we doing alright? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got you something else? Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah so we're talking Come about on. vomiting today. Yeah, yeah. yeah do, do that one. Do it. Let's good go one. for it. Yep. All right. So. The other thing I thought I'd just quickly just talk about is um, is vomiting, you know, and vomiting when to panic mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. dogs and cats will vomit. Yep. And is it normal? Yeah. Well, probably not. Yeah. But is it a big problem? Is it a furball? Is it a furball? Something that ate? Is it, you know, is it, is it a dog that's eaten two leads, you know? <laughs> leads or leaves? Leaders. Leads. Leads. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Had, had a dog that had to take um, two leads out of, uh, one that was in its intestine and one that was in its stomach oh, two, two weeks ago. Two. Two leads. So surely, two when leads. leads. surely when it's eaten one of them, you're going, well, I've got taken for a walk, it's eaten one of the leads I've got on, 
Okay, the other one away from it, but no, no, they fit at the other one. Is that what we're talking about? Ate the other one too. Oh, yeah, ate the other one as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so it actually caused a, a linear foreign body yeah, one right. in the intestine. Or and double then, linear foreign body. Well, no, no, because one was still in the stomach. Oh, okay. So went and pulled the one out of the stomach and it was and it came out all right. So, wow, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reusable? Insane. Clipped it back on, took it off for a walk yeah, outside. Yeah, they took it off for a walk outside, yeah. <laughs> no, it was um, those, um, like the, the, the ropey, the, the nylon leads. Oh, and, and not the, the retractable lead. Yeah. <laughs> you could just press <laughs> the button and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it out. Oh, hey, this is pancreas. Quick, poke that one back in there but, again. But more likely what happens with the retractable lead is like, oh, which button am I trying to press yeah. to zip it? Oh, now it's coming out the other end. Now it's coming out too far. <laughs> Oh, the dogs run off the table. Suck back in again. Oh, no, no, crap. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, so um, so I thought you know um, you know what's a what's a what's a what's normal with vomiting? Yeah, you know? right. What's, you know? When do you worry? Yep. So you know, if you've got a dog that um or a cat that occasionally has a vomit, you know um. And that then it eats its next meal fine. It seems bright and happy, and it doesn't. You know, the the vomit. It might be food in there. There's no blood in the vomit. You know, it's not green. It doesn't smell really bad. You know, how occasional are we talking? You reckon? Well, if it's, if it's a one-off vomit, you know. Yeah. So so you know, once a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess. You know, if it was say if it was your, your dog's never vomited before and it's had one vomit, but it seems otherwise absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah. Probably wouldn't worry too much about about hitting panic buttons then and there if it seems otherwise okay. You know, yeah. you could maybe try offering it, you know, a little bit of bland food. You could offer it a little bit of cooked chicken or something like that. And if it eats it, it woofs it down and then keeps that down as well. Yeah, look, I'd probably just keep an eye on it and see what it's going to do. Yeah. If it's going to keep vomiting, you know, if you offer it the food and it doesn't want to eat it, you know, like the, um, you know, the, the classic is a Labrador that doesn't want to eat. Yeah. You know, yes. if, if you've got a Labrador that vomits once and it doesn't want to eat something straight afterwards, then there is something wrong with that dog. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, might not be an obstruction, but there is something that is wrong. Yes. It's, it's an obstruction until proven otherwise. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, so, you know, if you've got a dog or a cat that does occasionally vomit, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's a pretty, it's a pretty fluid thing, you know. You know how? Um, I reckon you got to separate the cat and the dog out, though. I think like the cat that occasionally vomits, yeah, is a bit more of a worry, I reckon, than a dog that occasionally vomits. So if a cat yeah. vomits, say, you know, you look at a cat that maybe vomits once a week, yeah, possibly, and you had a dog that vomited once a week, you might be more concerned about the cat. Than the dog, perhaps, because cats can have some conditions like some. They can have inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah. They can have some underlying you know, tumors yeah. even in their guts and that sort of thing. Yeah, that can cause them to vomit. Where people are just saying, "Oh, he eats his food too quickly," yeah, or, yeah. or the cat it's it's vomiting up a fur ball. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, and and whether there's hair in the vomit or not, if a cat is a sort of occasional. When we say maybe once a week regular vomiter, mm. that's probably more of a concern than maybe the dog that goes out in the yard and eats something and vomits. Eats and a bit of grass, gets, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or find something in the park and has a vomit maybe once a week. That sort of thing. So I reckon you need to be really careful when we're looking at like you know cats versus dogs. Yeah. Because uh, uh, certainly a dog that's you know occasionally vomiting perhaps isn't as much of a concern you reckon as yeah. a cat that's occasionally. Vomiting. I, I reckon. I reckon the timeline you put on there. Like uh, if you're vomiting once a week, then that's 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 checkable. That's that's a thing where you'd say yeah time time to sort that out. Cat or yeah. dog, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with a dog too, because yeah. um yeah I mean you could have a dog that's that's vomiting once a week because they've got inflammatory bowel disease oh, or they've yeah. got you know liver disease or something sure. like that. So, yeah, so so um yeah I guess you know how often are they vomiting? I mean, first off you need to record it, you know, because um you know you you might say you know, you'll come in and see us and, and, and we'll say, how often are they vomiting? And you might go, Well, you know, I see an occasional vomit, you know. Once you actually start writing writing it down, you might say yeah, hang on, this occasional vomit is actually once a week or yeah, twice a yeah, week or something it's, like it's, that. It's getting worse. Exactly. Or, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's vomit diarrhea. 
Yeah, vomit yeah. diary. Vomit love it. diary. Yeah, yeah. great. Vomit great diary. Yeah. yeah. And and do it do it as as, as um zero, one, two, and three. Zero, no vomit. One, a tiny little vomit. Two, a bit of a vomit. And three is oh my goodness, I think my dog's dying. Or my cat's dying. Or even better, yeah. if you want to rob his clients, take a photo of it and send him an email. It's every yeah. time <laughs> your animal vomits. Is this one is, normal? Is this one okay? Is Robbie? this one okay? Is yeah. this this is a good one? <laughs> I, think some, I think there's some blood in this one. Hang on, he's done a diary poo too. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Side by side. It reminds me of my brother got a new puppy. Yeah. And uh, it had some diary issues when yeah. it was starting. And I reckon not a day went by when I wouldn't get <laughs> wouldn't get a text message with a classic he's done another diary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you send me no, there's the photo. Yeah. yeah. No, don't bother. Photos count, right? Coming Thanks for that. Yeah, no, no, I know what diary looks like. It's okay. <laughs> the same every time. Mind you, though, how much better is it now with um, picture phones, your camera phones, and what it was? Picture phones. Oh, yeah, <laughs> picture, the, the picture, the picture photo. Yeah, the um, yeah, the public you've, you've, got, you've gone off the dial one, mate. Have yeah, you? <laughs> the picture ones now. <laughs> it's getting late. It's getting loose. Yes, it is um, getting very late. Uh, yes. The um, the uh, so the fact that now people don't have to worry about trying to um, you know, scurry up a little bit of diarrhea. They can just take a picture for you, you know, so that way you don't have the, the, the bag of poo sitting out in the waiting room. Oh, I still you get know? it, though. Still I do. I bring you the sample. Yeah, I don't get it all that much. You don't get that much? No, no. Yeah, okay. Take a photo of it for me. That's fine. If I need to get a sample of it from you later on, I'll get you yeah, the photo for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, so if it's, if it's frequent, you know, so I think if you've got an occasional like if it's once a month every couple of months or if you if you think yeah like so um one of our cats vomited um the other day uh you know um christina got home from the gym i'd gone gone to work and uh, just all over the the doona oh. doona cover oh, yeah it's great oh fantastic you couldn't have done that on the kitchen floor yeah. no no i think i think cats like having warm feet when they're vomiting so they like to do it on carpet oh or no like no olive does it on the floorboards right she's she? good like that oh, she's really she good is. in fact i'll know when olive's vomited because i'll get it i'll get it i'll be up in bed and perhaps deb's coming down a bit earlier in the morning yeah i'll get a text message first thing in the morning photo of the vomit going good morning <laughs> sort this out yeah that's yeah. right good morning <laughs> Thanks, thanks, darling. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Yours or the cat's? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, like, my cats, well, they'll, they'll, they'll vomit maybe once every four or six months or yeah, something like that's that. Yeah, right. And, and their weight's normal, they eat fine, they're bright and happy, so I ain't worried. You know, but, but also, you never want to come back as an animal of a vet or a vet nurse because that's when all the bad stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, if you're, you know, say if they, we start seeing that the vomit's happening more frequent, you know, so even if it is, you know, once a month, and then it becomes, you know, once every couple of weeks. Well, that's a progression. That's time to get checked out. Because as you say, you know, like for, for, for a cat, the sorts of diseases that they can get, if you can get on top of them early, then it can really, really help to try and prevent a lot of progression of disease. Yeah, you, know, um, you know, the earlier you get it, the much easier it is to be able to um, treat. Um, diagnosis, you know, is still going to be the same, you know, regardless, really. But, um, you know, sometimes you can try and come up with a game plan. Like, so if you've got a cat that's vomiting occasionally, or you know, presented with a cat that's vomiting occasionally, you might then say, well, look, okay, it could be all of these things, but because its weight's okay and then all it's doing is vomiting or it's occasionally got diarrhea, let's try food trial. Let's try mm. some of these other things mm. rather than worrying about trying to get for biopsies and things like that. And if things aren't getting better or we see the weight's dropping off, yeah, then we're going to start cracking into trying to do biopsies yeah. and things well, like that. that. That's the difficulty. It is the diagnosis in cats, isn't it? Because the, yeah. the, there's no way we can tell between inflammatory bowel disease and some sort of cancer like a lymphoma that they'll get. Mm. And certainly you can get maybe some ideas from ultrasound yeah. or you know, maybe some ideas from doing endoscopy or putting a camera up the bum or colonoscopy. Yeah. But it really doesn't tell us enough. We do need biopsies. It needs to be surgical that we go in there. So like you said, it is important yeah, that... Well, that yeah, we, on that, there's, there's actually a... Um, so at the, the conference that we went to last year, one yeah. of the guys was talking about um, that there's some some studies that say that, yeah, do it, you can actually get um, a, a, a diagnosis endoscopically. Yeah. I'd always thought that, that it wasn't. Yeah. But then I came home and I spoke to the pathologist and the pathologist said, we'd rather a full thickness. Yeah, I think so. I was so reckon any time I sent off a... 
a colonoscopy, it's always lymphocytic plasmacytic inflammation. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. all you ever get. You rarely ever get any true diagnosis. So, I, yeah. I think they're still after the the full thickness biopsies here. I reckon certainly the cat clinic. That's that's that that's their that's standard. Their recommendation. Yeah. yeah. So so that's certainly the case with cats that. that you know, yeah, we don't need to go in and take biopsies straight away, but that's sometimes where we do end up, mm. and it can be life-saving. Absolutely. Knowing what, how to treat your cat if it's got lymphoma, there is treatment available for it. And good treatment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. outcomes, yeah. But dogs, you know, dogs can be a bit different, I suppose. They're less likely to get those sorts of cancers. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, the vomiting dog um, or and or cat, you know, if, if there are other symptoms to go with it, as in your dog or cat's flat, yeah. they're not eating, like, you know, like I said, the Labrador not eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe they're drinking a lot more and they're yeah. vomiting that water up again. Diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah diarrhea, exactly. Yeah. Or, or even not going to the toilet. You yes. Know? You know, that, that can be something that either way, diarrhea or, or constipated yeah. or not going to the toilet or, or blood. Blood. You sometimes get a little bit of blood in the vomit, yeah. but a lot of blood in the vomit, you, you'd be worried, or a lot of blood in the poo, you yeah, start yeah. to get a bit worried as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, you know, certainly they're the sort of things you'd be looking at to get to your vet. Yeah. And having it checked out and just saying, you know, what are we going on? And then if you go to the vet, the vet says, oh, look, I think your dog's fine. Brilliant. Yeah. That's it's what you want to hear, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's all you want to hear. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's, um, you know, I, I don't think we get it as much anymore, but, you know, occasionally you get people coming in and go, oh, you know, I went in there, my dog was vomiting, and all they did was just, just looked at it and said it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Half your luck, yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. a good thing. Isn't it's a good great? visit. That's yeah. a great visit. That's, yeah. that's great. You've gone and paid for peace of mind. That's yeah. the whole That's the yeah. whole reason yeah. for why we're there. Full clinical know? examination, all clear. What could be better than that? Yeah. yeah. And, and the, you know, even um, it, you know, to say right, we've weighed your animal, you know, we, we've been able to, we've, we've weighed your animal, we've felt its abdomen, we've felt the lymph nodes, listened to its heart. We've got a really good baseline things that if in... For, you know, so I'll say to people, you know, if in another three, four weeks the vomiting is still going and things are still going on, you you recheck again if the weights drop down a little bit, you know, yeah, you know, okay, right, we've been able to check that, we've been able to yeah. see what your pet's weight is. You got a baseline. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, if we haven't done before, now we're going to start doing some blood tests. Now we're going to start kicking over some stones and trying to work out what's going on. Um, and always, as well, you know, if your dog is vomiting, try and make that different. Or cat, you know, not the cats sort of regurge as much, but always try and make that differentiation between vomiting and regurge. We spoke about it earlier. Regurgitation. About the, yes. Yeah, yeah, about the megaro with megaesophagus with the dogs that were eating the pet food. Um, the you know, so a, a regurgitation uh, allegedly allegedly I think we're still allegedly we're still allegedly food, but yeah well they were they were fed some pet food but whether or not they, they that was the pet food that caused the problem yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, the, a regurgitation is a is a passive um, uh, non-violent episode where the dogs just or, or the cats just go Bleh. yeah. There it is. Yeah, there's no movement of the stomach no. or convulsions of the stomach, you know, or sort of, uh, you know, actions towards the going vomit. Everyone knows what it's like to vomit. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and that's that's what vomiting is, is the whole body sort of response to getting stuff out of your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the regurgitation, like you said, it's just, it just plops out and just comes from nowhere. So, <laughs> there yeah, it is. Yeah, it's important to know that difference. Because it does tell us where the problem might be. Absolutely. Helps us to narrow things down. If it's, it's vomiting, we're looking at different sort of areas and different sort of issues. If it's a regurgitation, it's, it's again, different sort of areas and helps us to know where we need to start looking. What are the next tests we need to do? What medications can we try? Or even, you know, a dietary type, like you mentioned Absolutely. with cats, you know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so when to panic... You know, if you if your dog or cat is at all unwell, the vomiting's getting more frequent, something's not right, you're at all concerned, get them checked out. That's what they're there for. But um, but if it's a one-off vomit and the animal seems otherwise perfectly fine and happy and you know is is eating again, then you probably don't have to worry about panic stations. You know? Yeah. Um. But keep a vomit diary. I think keeping a vomit diary is actually a you know as as sort of weird as what it sounds is actually a um quite a good way because until you actually um write it down, it, it, if you write it down, it's objective 
um, uh, evidence of how often your animal is vomiting. If all you do is go, oh, maybe he's vomited here, maybe he's vomited there, that's subjective. And you know, it's, you know, yeah. and unless, unless you've got a, a really good recall memory, go, oh, well, it vomited last Thursday because Arnie Marg came over. <laughs> and then, you know, there was, there was a time where the next door neighbor Flo came. So. And then I slipped in it that morning. That's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, that wasn't me. Hang on, that was one of the kids. Oh, no, I don't know. And that must have then been a Friday. So, yeah, it's been three times in the last yeah. two weeks. You know, crikey, that's one hell of a history. And sometimes, it, depending on what's been going on, I'll tell people to keep a food diary as well. So if they, oh, they're feeding all different foods, you know, oh, yeah, we had a bit of salmon this night, and then, you know, the next day, oh, we had some sausages, mm. you know, for, you know, pack of sausages from the, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and, 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 and just give it, so sometimes you can actually equate, oh, when they this food, that makes them vomit the next day or, or something, give you a bit of an idea than that. As well as that one thing you need to touch on is probably vomiting in very young animals too. So, Ooh, yes. so vomiting in very young kittens or yep. very young puppies, they can dehydrate really, really quickly. Yes. So it's a little bit more of a concern if you've got a puppy or a kitten that's had a, had a vomit, mm. one or two vomits, yep. you know, and, and maybe it's getting a bit flat. It's probably better to get them to the vet. Yeah. It could be something just simple, like it could be worms or, you know, or just the food they're eating has irritated them or whatever it might be. But they can get sick really, really quickly. Yeah. And puppies and kittens can also get some really, really nasty diseases mm. that need early identification and early treatment. So Intervention and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Spot on. And the um the, the the longer you leave, like they they just don't have the functional reserve to be able the resilience in their bodies to be able to deal with um you know, being sick for really any period. Of time. Spot on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if it's if the three kilo puppy has one vomit. I mean, that's potentially a lot of it's fluid in it, and so it's going to dehydrate really, really quickly. Yeah, and you usually see in those guys too that they're just not looking themselves either. They're just flat. But it can be, or it can be hard to own, especially if it's the first puppy they've ever had. Yeah. Or first yeah. kitten they've ever had. They don't realise that, that that dog's sleeping all the time. Yeah, right. That's actually is an issue. Yeah, you know, yeah. The puppies, yeah, they sleep for periods, but then they get up and run around right. and for, for for you know half an hour, and then they bomb again, they sleep yeah. again. So... So certainly, uh, any sort of vomiting in puppies and kittens, I think it is important to probably bring them down to your vet, get them checked out, and we know straight away. You know a puppy that's flat on the table, don't you? Oh, you know, when you see, you just go, yeah, this, "This dog's not right." It's not normal. That's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. good stuff. There you go. Vomiting, happy days. Um, what have we got? Anything in the mailbag this week? Well, mailbag. We've been waiting all this time. Yeah. For our Madagascan listeners. Yes. Now, would you believe it? We had last time we we updated. Yeah. We had one. One yes. Madagascan listener. One Madagascan listener. It's it's now multiplied. We have two. 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 Two Madagascan so listeners. So I reckon what's happened is, hey, Dale, listen to this great podcast. You should listen to it too. Listen to it. Look, so it's two these people. guys are great. These guys are fantastic. Husband and wife, <laughs> brother and sister. Yeah, this is great. So we've got two listeners. Is that their brother and sister and husband and wife, or we are? Oh, oh, hang on. <laughs> not trying to insinuate any sort of... Uh, it's 2018. It's fine if you want to be, but, you know. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 I don't know what Christina and Deb would think, but, you know, I'm, yeah, well, well, I didn't see that on the running sheet. Yeah. <laughs> the laws in Madagascar about that sort of thing either so <laughs> so we've got two listeners in Madagascar now now you know obviously the listening we're, we're doing this podcast in English yes yeah but the the, the language of, of Madagascar yeah what I imagine it's English but I think it's French right okay and, and Malagasy Malagasy. Now, perhaps they don't understand that we're asking for them to send us an email to confirm that they're real right yes so Alifaso as a fay day. Right. Send us an email in Malagasy. Really? That's got to work. Alifaso. Uh, should we try different pronunciation? Yeah, here we go. As you, you're a bit better on the... the Alifaso <laughs> as a fatty. Fantastic. That, that was... Was that Google? Is that, right? is that you? Google Translate? Yeah. yeah that was yeah. fantastic. Man. I asked Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she didn't turn off and she was listening to the yeah, you know, recording the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa this, record a podcast. Yes. Or at least these microphones give up again. Like <laughs> backup from Alexa here. Oh, oh man. Alright, so we go. hopefully we'll get that email. We want an email from the Madagascan listeners. Absolutely. There's two of you out there. One of you. Please send us an email. Surely you've got internet there. Two vets talk pets at gmail.com. We yes. are waiting for you. And if you see Charlie Pickering in the street, get him to send us an email too. It's right. If he comes for a holiday, get him to send us an email as well. 
Alright, Fantastic, that's it. How are we doing? I reckon we're done. Yep, nothing else. No, no, I'm all done. Alright, good mate. Alright, listeners, tune in for next time and we'll we'll see you later. Peace out, everybody, mate. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.